And welcome, everybody, to Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave, David, and Connor. Dave Stevens, David Sterling, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Pervenanzi. It is the Monday after the Loons match yesterday against New England. We'll talk about that in a little bit. It's also a big, well, guys, it's a big week for us personally. Yes, sure is. Because in, uh, like, what, let's see, it's Monday today, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, four days. We'll be traveling down to Fort Lauderdale, Miami to see the Loons play Inter Miami. Uh, Dave will be taking, David will be taking a little cross country, cross uh, state tour through uh, Gator Alley, right, David? Yep. Uh, yeah. Well, yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we'll be down there. Um, I don't know if it'll be as hot as it is up here today. Uh, we did hit 100 degrees, uh, broke a record. David, what was the temperature down in uh, Fort Myers today? Uh, I was just going to look because it was cooler because we just had a huge storm move through. But um, I think it, oh, it was 93 was the high today. We beat you today. We beat you. Now, the heat index was 105. Ours yeah. was like a, ours is 107. Ours is 107. Yeah. Yep. Was it really? I yep. was going to say it's, it's a little sticky out there, but I just I always feel like if you're when you're in the south, whether it's Florida or Georgia, anywhere, yeah, that humidity hits you like a brick wall in the summer months. So we'll see yeah. what it, how that actually feels. But yeah, oh, it's hot Minnesota, hot in Florida. Well, at least we have, all have that in common. Unlike just a couple months ago when we were freezing up here, and Dave was sitting out on his patio enjoying the. Uh, Perfect. Oh, weather. it's 39 degrees. I'm on my backyard <laughs> porch and it's yeah. 80 degrees and sunny. Yeah, it's great out here. Thanks. You hear the crickets out here? Yeah, they're chirping because it's warm. Yeah. yeah. And that and that's another reason why I am doing my best. I have for a while now. I try my hardest not to complain about the hot temperatures up here. Because, uh, yeah. you know, I you know, in my opinion, it's much better than those uh, freezing temps we get all too often. Oh, see, I, I'm the, the opposite way. I mm. prefer being too cold to being mm. too hot. Yeah, I, I would too. I, I would um, too. I, uh, I mean, we always complain about how cold it gets in the winter, but then you have a day like this, and yeah. all of a sudden, winter doesn't seem so bad, you know? No. no. Yeah, I don't know. Give me 105 heat index any day. Well, girls. Yeah. <laughs> um, any day over minus 20. Well, yeah. So we'll be down there uh, this coming up weekend. We're going to be uh, hitting up the uh, – Loons in your Miami game on Saturday. And then Sunday at 11 a.m., we'll be at Louder Ale in uh, Fort Lauderdale doing our podcast from down there. So whoever is the other person with the ticket in the supporter section for the Loons at the game, if you want to stop by, feel free. I don't you know, know anybody else going to be down there. And not to mention, yeah, I mean, there could be some rogue uh, fans heading down either or living in uh, Florida or making the trip uh, and, and sure. not necessarily purchasing a ticker, ticket in the, the away supporter section. That's mm-hmm. always a possibility. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, that should be fun. Looking forward to it. Um, Want to give a shout out uh, to Pod on You Loons for hitting their 100th episode. Um, yeah. yeah. Can- if you oh, listen to the to podcast, go, you heard a familiar voice on there. Um, I did give them a shout out in a little little clip. Um, so they did attempt to do what are you drinking? And they all failed. Because <laughs> three of them were mm. drinking water and Sam, I think, is the only one. He was drinking vodka. So no beers. No beers at all. Uh, no beers. To do when you're drinking water. Yeah, yeah. How do you how do you how do you do a podcast without drinking beer? That's weird. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, 
Well, they do, they do a fine one without drinking. It's fine. Oh, of course they do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of... I've downloaded. I just haven't listened yet. I'll have yeah. to uh, get to that soon. Oh, I'd have expect. Um, who's the uh, Australian one? Sorry. Um, is it James? Sam? Right. James. James. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, I have expect him to have a can of Foster's in his hand every time. He would have been drinking, but he had co- he has COVID. Oh, that's so. He got back from uh, here and uh, he got COVID. So that was oh. bad. So uh, obviously he's doing well. And uh, yeah, so uh, congrats to them for hitting 100. And uh, yeah, we're a little bit farther ahead of them. Uh, I think. Yeah, what is like, this, like 140? I think we're like 133 or one something oh. like that. So yeah. Oh, yeah, 132. Yeah, three. Sorry, three. 133. And uh, also, shout out to our friend uh, Blake on Twitter, who is down. Is he back from Brazil yet? I think he's coming back now this week, I believe. I think he was still there. Well, he might still be there. I guess yeah. I don't know. I believe he got I believe he got engaged. Yes. Right? Congrats. And then congrats to him. Or he I mean his it sounds like his fiance uh, lives down in Brazil. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he got engaged recently or if he's been engaged for a while. I, I, yeah. I understand, but well congratulations that, anyways. Congrats to him. And uh, he's gonna bring us bring us back some beers from Brazil. Uh, unfortunately, uh, according to his uh, his tweet last night, he drank all six of the beers he's going to bring back here for us. So he has to pick up another six beers for us. So I'm excited to see what he brings back. Um, yeah, thank, thanks, Blake. Really, yeah. really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, beer, beer, more beer. Well, since we're talking about beer, guys, let's talk about what we're drinking today. So uh, let's see. Let's start with uh, let's start with the uh, Floridian. David, what are you drinking? Uh, so this is a new brewery for the podcast. Um, they just started canning and growlering um, in the last couple of months, and I finally got uh, got down there to uh, bring one back. This is from Ceremony Brewing in Benita Springs. It is the uh, it is named after the Weedus song Teenage Dirtbag and it is in fact called Teenage Dirtbag. Shut the hell up. Mm, nice. Wow. That is that now does anybody now Connor do you know that song? Of course I do. That okay. was all the rage Good. back when I was Good. like 10 or 11 years old. 10 or 11. Well yeah that was like yeah we were I, high school. Yeah. I don't store a lot of music on my iPhone anymore obviously probably like a lot of people out there but of the you know the, I'm not going to delete songs that I had you know bought in years and years and years mm-hmm. ago but i i do have that one teenage dirtbag dirt on my phone yeah yeah teenage yeah. dirtbag and they also uh, i don't know if you know this they did a a rendition of a little respect by erasure back in the day too mm, wow that one was yeah. uh kind of had it had a weedus vibe to it it was cool weedus i can't believe we're talking about weedus on this podcast yeah. teenage dirtbag right yeah um so this is a fruit sour and it is called an ambrosia sour, so it's uh, named after the ambrosia salad. Oh, yes. Hopefully people know what that is. Uh, so it's pineapple, orange, cherry, coconut, marshmallow. Um, it's only 4.5% alcohol. And it, this is a really unique beer. I was supposed to do this beer the last episode. I don't remember. Oh, right. My wife had pneumonia, and so... I had to skip out. Um, and uh, so I've been saving this can for what, two na- or three weeks now. Yeah. Uh, 
and it's so unique. It's got this like buttered bread aftertaste. Ooh. And it it sounds kind of weird. And it, it is a little tasty. First, like two drinks you have, and then all of a sudden it just comes off as just a super smooth, easy drinking uh flavor in the back. I don't I, I just don't know how to describe it other than it's kind of like buttered bread. It's it's interesting. Nice. nice. Um, yeah, it's very good. Awesome. All right. Well, Dave's got a new brewery. Connor, you have a new brewery? I do have a new brewery. Yeah. Right. It's a longtime favorite of mine and my wife's. We used to go to trivia here a lot uh, every Thursday night. I don't know if they still have trivia. We haven't been there probably since, uh, since COVID, but um, uh, this is called, this beer is called above the clouds. It is a, a hazy IPA dry hopped with Simcoe, Citra, Simcoe cryo and Citra cryo hops. And it's from Wild Mind Artisan Ales in uh, in South Minneapolis, but it's literally like a block away from Richfield. Right. Um, so it's uh, if you ever get the chance to check out that tap room, I uh, it's a great like open patio out front. In the winter, they uh, open that up to be a tiny little ice rink, actually. So mm. that's kind of cool. Um, other than that, you've got uh, you know the garage doors leading inside. It, it reminds me a little bit uh is it some god what is it abel have you ever been to abel up yes. there yes yeah, it I reminds me a little bit of abel up there okay um but this is uh this is very good uh it's as you guys know i'm an ipa fan and this has got a little bit of a bite to it it's a little juicy but um uh, the hoppiness makes it really makes up for it and the kicker it's 8.1 percent alcohol everybody. so right. i'm partying hard on monday happy monday there yeah. you go Good Lord. All right. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, I have a beer from a brewery that we've done before, but uh, it's a new beer from them. Um, it's from Indeed Brewing, and it came out of their uh, their cream ale uh, variety pack. So their cream ale variety pack has four different cream ales. They make the pistachio ale cream ale, which everybody's okay. probably seen them. Yeah, that's in there. They have a orange dreamsicle. They have a cotton candy. And the one I'm drinking, of course, is Italian ice cream oh. ale. Uh. And uh, so uh, it is 5.5%. It has notes of yuzu, lemon, and a city pool. That's serious. It says city pool on there. A uh, city pool? That's what it says. So uh, you can definitely taste the, uh, the yuzu and the uh, lemon in that. And uh, it's actually like... Really, really good. I mean, back up for a second. If, if when you say a city pool, are we talking chlorinated or are we talking yeah. like or crystal maybe, clear? Maybe they just assume that uh, nobody actually reads the the descriptions yeah. or something. <laughs> well, Except for us, now hold on. Now, the one I also I'm going to drink this later. This is a dreamsicle cream ale, which is like their orange one. Do you and, you might uh, have to go back and check the tapes, Tony. I think I've covered that one, that specific one, the orange. I, I think cream I remember sale. that actually. And I'm Dreams, pretty sure going back dream, into the day, I've I've covered the pistachio. I just love their cream. The, pista- the pistachio they said is the, the the one they've always had. They said the other three yes. are new ones. Yep. Oh, hmm. so, I wonder though. I feel like I have had it. Maybe it dream, wasn't the orange. It, it was. This is dream sickle. So this is oh, like okay. this one is orange cream, and uh, it tastes like orange cream and childhood 
Mm. Oh, so they're 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 doing a nostalgia. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That, that, that does make sense because I, I believe I did have some kind of a, a creamsicle type uh, cream ale from them, the orange to mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, it didn't have any taste of childhood in it. I, 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 I feel like uh, City Pool would be a health code violation. Probably. But yeah, well, I get this nostalgia. Yeah, it's been many, yeah. many, many years since I've been in a City Pool, I guess. So it's cool. uh, I will say, guys, it's actually a really smooth drinking beer. Uh, it's like I said, the cream ale. So you can't go wrong with cream ales. I don't really know if there's a flavor you can put with a cream ale that would fuck it up. You know, I mean, really. Yeah, I've never heard of one. I mean, no, unless, I you're, so. unless you're doing like no. black licorice or something like that, you know, which you'd never do. Yeah. But I think you could put anything with a cream ale and it would still taste fantastic. So, uh, yeah, they got them in 12 packs. They're good. Um, hats off to the guys with Indeed once again. So, uh, Dave, what are you drinking tonight? Yeah, all right. Well, I have for I have a new brewery and a new beer for myself. I'm pretty sure that uh, we've discussed this brewery on the podcast before, and you guys, one of you, Tony or somebody, may have had this beer uh, that I'm having tonight. But, uh, anyways, it's new for me, so I'm going to talk about it. I, I it's my first time having it, and from the brewery, the brewery is Disgruntled Brewing. So, I'm we've discussed that brewery up in oh. Perm, Minnesota. That I think yeah. we mentioned that. It was looking like it was going to close at one point, but now it is going to stay open. New owners. Yes. New owners. Yeah, New owners. So that's that's great news, obviously, for for any brewery, but especially uh, a brewery up in Perm, Minnesota. And uh, I ended up getting their Armorial by closing. So I thought that was kind of catchy. Nice. Uh, considering the close ties to our Luis Armoria. But uh, no, this is Armoria by closing. It is their it's a hazy pale ale, uh, New England, technically New England pale hill ale. And it's uh, they describe it as, you know, being hop forward, which it is. It's definitely hoppy, but uh, it's also real smooth. It's only five and a half percent ABV. So for any kind of pale ale, that's really not too bad. So even though it is hop forward, it's it's pretty delicious. Of course, it features Amarillo hops and as well as Citra. And yeah, it's, it's just a very easy drinking beer and it's, it's a good summer beer as far as IPAs go. So yeah, I'm pretty happy with it and glad that we'll uh, hopefully be able to find this stuff around for a while. That sounds yes. pretty tasty. It is. It really is refreshing. Yeah. The one, again, my, my little liquor store, I'll talk about it again. Napa Valley liquor in uh, Otsego always has disgruntled. So uh, that's why I get a lot of it there, but uh, yeah. Awesome. And it's great. They're hanging around. Great. They got new owners and awesome for them. Before we get into soccer stuff, guys, I just want to mention that Heavy Rotation Brewing uh, is now offering jars, which pretty much is a howler of beer. Uh, I think it's a limit of two per person. Um, I wanted to get up there and get one for tonight's podcast. Unfortunately, they're not open on Mondays. And uh, yesterday was Father's Day. They were open, but I decided I didn't want to drive half an hour each way just to pick up a little jar of beer so next podcast we do i will definitely have to get there and get myself some of their beer so we can talk about it on the podcast they do have newer- may- not not counting uh, miami of course maybe next po- well, it could be one of the next podcasts we do in person in a brewery well, could be never know. could be never yeah. Know. Yeah. They, they do have a new arcade machine in there uh so they're rotating their arcade machines in and out so yeah so we'll get that brewery going when uh we get back from miami so, anywho, guys, uh, before we get into last yesterday afternoon's game, because it's supposed to be last night, but they moved up to four o'clock. Um, 
let's talk briefly about the uh, pedal pedalborn the paddleborn paddleborn yeah. game we're not going to talk about what happened in that game because there's you know there's a lot of action the main thing that came out of the game guys was the fact that roman metnir injured himself once again yep so that's a, that's a hand to face emoji you know just yeah palms left. yeah 100 which and it's not even as the, the leg that was bad it's the other leg now um so uh, dj taylor is is the man up and he's been doing a great job, but you have to believe guys, this is probably the end of uh, remains time with the loons. I don't think that he doesn't bode well. I don't yeah. think he'll be coming back. I just don't. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a sad sight to see it. Cause Romain has done so many great things for, for Minnesota in his time here. I mean, at one point, I think he was even the best right back in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. all-star. Uh, I mean, he was an all-star. all-star yep. He was an all-star. Yep. And, uh, so, I mean, uh, from what I hear, he's a great guy too. Uh, he's, uh, he, he was part of that Madagascar team that, uh, made that deep run in the African nations cup final that year. And, um, uh, so, I mean, we, we always would, would have loved to see him back because his pace and his, uh, tenacity really helped out our team. Uh, but, uh, when you've eight, when you start injuring, what is this, his third or fourth, um, hamstring injury now in the last year, uh, going third. back to the playoffs in what November was that? So this is third, the third. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. so, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right, Tony. It's, uh, I, I think it's time we say goodbye to, to mm-hmm. man met in I, I, again, I, it's sad to see, but it's, yeah. it, it's a matter of fact kind of thing. Yeah, I'd rather not be saying goodbye at this point, but I mean, at least, I mean, I guess we can sit here and say, you know, maybe this team is fortunate with the emergence of DJ Taylor. And then, of course, you know, they brought in the, the Jamaicans this year, internationals and you know, O'Neill Fisher, who's played on that right side as well. And uh, of course, taxi on the on the left side. But O'Neal, who's O'Neill Fisher? Did I mess up? Oh, he's MLS veteran O'Neill Fisher. Oh, but he, that guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Okay. He, okay. he is a Jamaican international. Am I right or am I wrong on that one? I think he's Jamaican. Yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. Him and uh, of course Kamar Lawrence. Uh, yes. The other. Yes. So yeah, it's uh, again. I look back at some of the injuries these players have had, and of course we bring up. We've I think we brought this up before. You know, does it is it the training staff? I think David. Uh, you were very adamant saying training staff should be fired for this or the head coach, one of the two. I mean, yeah, I, I think you you look at well, especially when he re-injured at the beginning of the season. Right. Um, that was obvious error on the on the training staff. But then when you we kind of discussed this um, in our text messages, when you have an injury on the opposite side, a lot of times it's because you've been favoring yep. uh, your originally bad leg and Mm -hmm. now you're over exerting yourself on the other leg and then it leads to more issues and you you don't see that very often in sports beyond teams that have issues with muscle injuries Um, and usually teams that have issues with muscle injuries are probably failing somewhere in their training staff I remember the uh, not to bring up the Green Bay Packers, but uh, I remember the Packers fired a bunch of their training staff a number of years ago because they were having so many knee injuries. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, you have to start looking at that when you have so many muscle issues, especially non-contact issues, 
you have to start wondering. I mean, why did they bring him back on a meanless, you know, meanless friendly? It should, you know, bring him back in Emmett and UFC two, get him a yes. bunch of minutes, a bunch of minutes there, um, mm-hmm. where he can, you know, over multiple games. So you're not playing 90, you're not playing 70, you're maybe playing 45 or several games. Yeah, it's frustrating because like I think um Heath paraphrasing Heath a little bit I think he coming into the paddleboard game I think he he wanted to get met near about 45 minutes that's what he said he wanted to get and I you know I'm on the fence on this one too it's like well okay I understand players coming back from injury you want to get him some minutes in this case I think they wanted 45 yeah it's a friendly but still he needs to get his minutes but again it is a meaningless game and it's you hate to see injuries come out of those games so it's just it's it's frustrating for him I'm sure the most of course uh but us fans and ownership everybody involved it's just sad so I don't, I don't know what the best way it was i mean it maybe it would have been better to see him come in and play the last 10 minutes or something like that in a meaningless game but well i don't know and the thing is is when you do like an you know i mean ufc two game that's not technically meaningless you know it's a rehab no. start uh, you know yep. game that has some meaning to it and yeah. so if you injure yourself in a rehab game that you know it happens you see it all the time um and then yeah in this game I mean, I was, it's, it's not a, it's not a ligament tear or anything like that, but I mean, I, I wonder if, you know, now a majority of the MNUFC two games, at least here in Minnesota are played up at Blaine and, and that's turf field turf. And then who know, I, I would assume that might be a similar situation on the road. I don't know. I wonder if that had any thought process of, okay, let's get him back on the home pitch, all on field on grass, his normal, you know, his, you know, he knows that pitch, he knows the field it's grass. Maybe that was a thought process behind it, but who knows? I don't know. But we, we, I mean, we should talk about just for briefly, guys. You have MNUSC two now, which you can use to do the types of things, David, you're talking about. Just like baseball uses AAA or AA to bring guys back when they're not not healthy um, to have them do rehab assignments. Why wouldn't we want to do that with guys like Romaine or? Other guys who are injured, just give them some time at MNUSC too. Let them work it out. Let them get kind of back in the groove, uh, and then bring them back up. And uh, I know things are different in soccer. I realize that, but why they're not? not? Difference. They're not. They're not different in fitness, though. That's the thing. No, like but if, I'm... if you're if you're looking at baseball and and soccer as sports, they're both. They both can be exerting. I think one more yeah. than the other, but. Um, the then you've got that's i mean you're right tony that you have these minor league teams for situations like this mm-hmm. if you're asking like to look for a, a reason why you might not want to do that quite frankly there isn't one well um, i think actually connor i think there is one and that is that the season is a lot shorter than baseball when you send a guy like alex kirloff down to triple a which the twins just did to work on his wrists you can have him play five, ten games down there. He's not missing a lot of the season. Yeah. Whereas you sure. send a guy like Romaine down the, to MNUFC two for a couple games, he might miss, you know, three or four games, which is huge, you know. And I get Adrian Heath is all about, you know, wanting to get these starters back up and in and whatever. But at, at what point do you say no? We got to like hold on for a minute and just let the guy kind of work his way back up. Yeah. Especially well, at his age, you know, and that—that's the other thing. It's not like the defense has struggled without. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I saw 
I, I want to cite whoever it was that said it. On, um, I can't remember who it was on, on Twitter. Oh, I think it was uh, Bruce McGuire said, uh, noted that Minnesota has only allowed 17 goals on the season in that second. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, it's not like we're bad. Oh, you know, one, you know, David, and this, sorry, but this, to your point that it, that is a great stat. And I mean, that's the bottom line. And unfortunately there was, this was a few weeks ago now that I saw that statistic, they've been leading, you know, close to the top three, I think in the league, as far as goals allowed, but ironically, they've been, at least as of a few weeks ago, they were in the top, top three of expected goals allowed. Now, I don't know how many how much people care about expected goals allowed, but they were literally in the bottom three in goals allowed, in the top three of ex- expected goals allowed. So what does that say? Well, it says for the most part, you got Dane St. Clair bailing you out a little bit, and maybe your back line isn't as solid as you think it is on paper. Now, that's just well, a stat. That's much. expected goals. It's a hard one to really nail down. But right. Well, and we can talk about this when we talk about this. New England game. So uh, let's yeah. let's cut yeah. the Metinair talk. It, it I think it's it's I think we're not gonna be able to really be talking about him again in a loons uniform. I just don't think no. that's that's gonna happen. So yeah, and we aren't talking about the paddleborn game. We just brought that up because of the injury. But I do want to give a shout out to Ezeal Jackson, who Tony and I watched in person now more than maybe a few weeks ago up at in Blaine for playing for him in UFC two. Ezeal Jackson had a just a banger of a, mm-hmm. I believe it was a free kick. Goal. It was a free kick, yeah. Yeah, that, that was just a beautiful goal. It was just great to see. So shout out to him and we can move on. I don't want to talk about that game anymore, Dave, because no, that no. Uh, that that was a terrible experience. Uh, <laughs> let's, well, uh, other than the fact that they didn't win the game, but that means nothing when you have uh, an injury like Romain suffered. Yeah. So yeah. Well, at that game, and then UFC two game, that was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. We already talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's move on, guys, to last night, yesterday's game. It was against New England, the Revolution, up in New England at Foxborough, uh, Foxborough Stadium, the home, uh, former home of Tom Brady. Um, yeah, guys, uh, we came out of it was a three week break for us. We did have the paddleboard game and, and you know some other things going on, but really these Interna- guys in, international, international play. play. But still, uh, it was a nice. I hoped this break was going to kind of get us going a little bit and. Uh, the, the starting lineup really didn't change all that much. Uh, I think uh, uh, Franco on the left side, uh, Lute on the right, Ray in the middle, Emery up top. You had Ariaga and Trap. We'll talk about Trap because I think a lot of people wanted Rosales to be starting there with Ariaga. Uh, we had Taxi, uh, Debassi, Boxel, and DJ Taylor. We'll talk about Boxel a lot in this game. And of course, uh, Dan St. Clair. In goal, um, guys coming out. I mean, starting this game out, I, I saw some, I saw some glimpses of things. Yeah, um, I oh, think yeah. we all saw it. Yeah, uh, I think we saw some some nice runs. Um, I, 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 there was a run. I, I don't remember which one it was. Where it was, I think it was the foul. Actually, the foul run that, that I was like, wow, I've never seen him do a run like that before you're talking you're talking about luis amaria i'm assuming yeah i mean there was some actual like i thought maybe they had taken the break to put some plays in action and put some tactics maybe get something going a little bit i don't know david did you see that at all 
Yeah, I, I thought, I mean, we were a little uh, sloppy in possession. I mean, in dribble on the ground possession. But yeah. um, beyond that, I mean, I, I thought that we had a lot of nice chances in the in entirety first half. We had seven key passes. Um, I mean, we had, I believe, let's see, we had four within the first 28 minutes, um, four possessions within the first 20 minutes that led to, you know, near goals. Um, Yeah, I thought overall the defense was fine and our attack actually looked like it was, it it looked like it was on the front foot. Mm -hmm. Um, I said we on the ground scene overall was, was pretty crisp. Um, especially some of the uh, the the short passes that we were doing to reset and and get the ball forward again, and we were doing nice, quick, crisp passing. Uh, we were moving the ball around. Yeah, I I felt really really pretty positive uh, going into the thirtieth minute for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it it was refreshing to see you know coming anytime you're on the road, and it, I just thought there was really good. Well, it's a relative term when I say really good, but relative to prior performances from this team, I thought the passing was significantly better than I would have expected. You know, the passing, the movement through the middle, like Tony mentioned, the runs um, by by both Armory and and Reynoso. And I just thought the the movement, the forward movement, the the advancing was good. Now, of course, I think there's a couple minutes, you know, a couple moments, you know, specifically for New England that maybe kind of we're lucky to get off the hook, you know, passes across minnesota's box that there was kind of nobody home for new england but yeah overall i mean i run of play um you know Mm -hmm. minnesota i take i you know they were playing quite well and you know for that first half half an hour or so mark so it was very promising very promising indeed so well let's go let's roll right away guys to the 36 minute because that's when the action really happened that was the a penalty by new england in the box that was the run by ray the pass from I think it was Robin Lude had the pass. Oh, uh, was I mistaken? I, I said our Armoria. Yeah, I think it was I think it was Robin got fouled. Well, but was Ray got fouled in that play. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So, that, but that was a I mean beautiful run by Ray. I mean, yeah. th- there was no the defenders. The only thing they could do was foul. There was mm-hmm. nothing nothing else they could do. He split defenders. Lude got it to him in exactly the right spot. All they could do was foul him and penalty in the box free kick i mean uh penalty kick i mean come on i i I, well, I was when i saw that run guys i was like why the fuck haven't we been doing that all season where's this been but, like i said that's why it was so impressive the first half hour of this game was is really i mean that was you know their first you know i i don't know if that was their first scoring chance but that was obviously clearly their best scoring chance and mm-hmm. then of course converted con, converted so but it, it was just Really impressive to see. I'm trying to look for replay here, but yeah, I mean, that, it was Rich nice to see it before that. So, sorry, what'd you say, David? Sorry, I missed that. had three saves before that. So, I mean, yep. it was we were we were moving along very well up yeah. through that penalty. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, Luis had another shot that hit the post. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's right. right. That's right. Yep. Post shot. Uh, but no, this was a great run by Ray. Uh, of course, he gets the penalty kick, and of course, it's Ray, so he's going to score a goal on a penalty kick, and he totally did, deked out the uh, goalkeeper, and uh, 
Yeah. Well, no, yeah, guys. I think I, yeah, I think he kind of waited. I, I mean, I got a little nervous, but I think he just kind of waited long enough. It was one of those things where maybe he was trying to wait and then just put it. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong, but it felt to me like he was waiting and then and then just saw the goalkeeper move to the goalkeeper's left and then he put it, you know, easily. Yeah. yeah. Any, anyone else hate those delayed PKs? I hate them. I mean, even when it's our guy, I just I just feel like it's cheating. Well, they have also have a big chance to go wrong though, too. Because they, those delayed PKs, you almost you think too much about it, you know? Yeah. But I, I just feel like it's it's a bit of a cheat when you're when yeah. you get a step going and then all of a sudden you kind of hold off. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I love it. Espe- I don't love it, especially when you see some of those players kind of try and like prance or dance up to the ball. That's and, but, exactly like what that. I was gonna say. I'll, Joseph I'll get, Martinez in Atlanta does that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly, Connor. But I mean, credit to Ray, at least on this one. I do agree with you, David. I, I don't love that to see that, but to credit to Ray, I, I think he was a little more smooth in his approach it was a slow approach to the ball no to be fair but i think it, it was a little smoother it wasn't he wasn't you know prancing up to the ball like i said but so yeah but bottom line it's a, it's a clutch clutch kick especially um you know when you feel like this team's been snake bitten a little bit about finishing chances and stuff like that you just you're you're always you're walking on eggshells until he actually puts it in the back of the net which he did which was fantastic and yep. and really so like i said run a play i mean i think minnesota deserves to be leading you know at that point in the game so yep. it was awesome Damn. and but, i was obviously excited to see it but you know uh, what was great you know what was great afterwards is that uh, for the rest of the half we never really took our pedal uh, our foot off the pedal either. No, mm-hmm. we had some more we we had some more chances later on oh, like who Luisa was Maria it? hit the post. Oh, Luisa. Um, and uh, who, who else was it? Kamar Lawrence. Lawrence had a yep. had a big shot a few mm-hmm. months before the half. That um, Kamar that Kamar Lawrence one, that was just I mean just missed. I mean it looked yeah. like it went mm-hmm. super wide, but really. You know, the spin and the turf, it, he, I mean, man, I almost got in really. That was, yeah. that was a good shot. Um, yeah. but, but I mean, David, you, you said something when Luis Amaria hit the, hit the post and that is that Amaria is cursed. Yeah. And, uh, I, I mean, I see nothing to change my mind about that. Actually. Oh. He's, uh, he's been very snake bitten when it comes to scoring goals, except of course in the Paderborn game, but, uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I feel for the guy. <laughs> When's he yeah. gonna get a goal? You know. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, and he had a he had a shot on goal earlier in the game, in mm-hmm. the, I think the twenty eighth minute or something like that, where he basically put it right at Petrovic. Um, and then a few minutes before that, he had a moment where he was dancing around the box and he was holding possession. There's no one around him, and he couldn't do anything with it because he had three defenders on him and no teammates. Um. I mean, it's just – and I, I mean, you don't even have to say it's Luis. I mean, you could fill in the blank with whichever striker you want. Um, they're just they're just cursed this year. They can't mm-hmm. – for whatever reason, they can't get anything past the goalie. Yeah. Well, guys, we go into the half up by one, uh, which is – I mean, this year, good, but – I won't say it's great because you know what happens when you go in the half up by one. At least we didn't give him a goal going into the half, which I was afraid that we'd do. But you're right, Connor. They did put their uh, pedal to the metal and kind of keep it going a little bit. Um, come out of the half, guys. And, I mean, pretty much right away, uh, New England gets a goal. 
Now, this one was, was this the one that was kind of Boxy's fault, David? Yeah, I mean, Boxy did not close down fully. And then, I don't know, if he just got frustrated with how poor his defense was, he barely blocked it. And it's yeah. an unusual, unusually high amount of spin that very chance for DSC to get anything on that. Well, and like I said in our text, it was uh, a very high rate of spin on that. And when he dives for it, you, he has it, but the spin on it just is not, yeah. it just goes away from him. It's like, holy shit, you know? Yeah, yeah it's interesting. I, I mean, just for um, full disclosure here, I actually did not uh, witness that goal live. I, I, I watched the first half and then uh, was actually had to drive home. And I was, so I was listening to the game on the radio. So I only heard it. Only reason I bring that uh, bring that up is because the announcers on the radio sorry i can't remember their names i don't listen to a lot of games on the radio i'd like to watch them obviously but they were extremely critical of of dsc in that moment and so not seeing it i didn't see the goal until i watched replay just you know 10 minutes ago but i i did not see that goal in person and they were just they didn't say anything about the fence they were just on dsc and just call it we're a blunder we're a blunder we're a blunder don't see that too often was a and, blunder. and watching the replay yeah i agree there was some hell of a spin on that and if it got deflected you know that makes a degree of difficulty too you could tell though uh just watching the replay that that dsc was uh frustrated i mean the only thing i'd say is you know maybe his body didn't get to the ground quick enough so he if he was laying on the ground for that you know maybe he would have stopped it but yeah i to your all your points totally agree you know hell of a spin and if it got deflected then poor defense by boxel then well feel like this started with trap i haven't gotten to watch the replay i feel like trap had something to do with this whole sequence right uh, but i can't remember no so i can definitely uh yeah it was uh it's just a bad situation all around um dsc did what he could if you watch the replay you'll see he was jump he was kind of going to one side because he thought the shot was going to that side but then it got deflected so it's going to this side it was a messed up play Right. Yeah, you know, and that's why I think it's a bit harsh to to fault Dane too much. I mean, it, mm-hmm. exactly. He was moving to his right because the ball should have gone to the right. Yep. Because Boxy deflected it. I mean, yep. how, how is that on him? I mean, he can't he yeah. can't anticipate his defender like completely boggling the block. What? No, well, no, 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 we can't. And and to be clear, here we are not criticizing Dane in, as in general at all. No, absolutely not. He's like I. That's why I brought up the point of you know the Minnesota. You know Minnesota is in the top few of expected goals, whereas you pointed out they're in the bottom few of actually goals allowed. And a significant part of that, if not most of the part of that, is is Dane. So it's unfortunate, but. Yep. Yeah, so kind of let the air out of the room, though, you know, when yep. they level it up on the road. So and Bullshit. there wasn't, you know, there wasn't a lot, you know, there wasn't a lot to be positive, at least in the majority of the second half up until that, that point. And after that point, it was not there was not a lot to get excited about from Minnesota's point of view. Yeah, uh, it was way yeah. traffic like you wouldn't believe it was. Yeah. I could not believe how I mean, and, and really, I guess should have believed it because you don't expect. Um, you don't expect teams to just come out flat. I mean, New England's not a bad team, mm-hmm. and uh, Bruce Arena's not going to, you know, go into a halftime down a goal and not try to light a fire under the ashes of his team. Um, 
So for me, I guess we shouldn't have been surprised, but man, they were just taking it to us that yeah. entire probably first yeah. I'd say 20 minutes. Even, oh, yeah. even more than that, yeah. I would more think, than that. Say I it was I would say I, the entire second half, it was all pretty much all New England. It was New England basically it, switched. You're right, Connor. It was all it, New England in the second half. It was, it I, was it, I'm hard granted, yeah. Unfortunately, I had to listen to about you know three quarters of the second half. I had to listen to it on the radio, so it's it's tough in that regard. And I watched the final final 10 minutes, but yeah, it's hard to now that I'm thinking back. This game was just yesterday, about 24 hours ago. But I, I, I'm really struggling to even think of a significant opportunity or chance that Minnesota had in the second half. I can't really do it off the top of my head. We had two key passes in the second half. Oh. Um, I think we had two shots. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, we we actually the possession was actually pretty balanced statistically. Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised to see that, but. Um, we we got a lot of possession back towards that last like fifteen minutes, I think it was. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it it was pretty heavy one way for the most majority of that second half. So, uh, guys, after this goal, of course, Will Trapping got a yellow card because what yeah, else is new? No, and nothing new. Um, in the then, worst place. Too. I mean, yeah. for God's sake. I mean, yeah. Uh, we, it really was one-way traffic. Uh, Robin Lud gets a yellow card, which then sets up the whole uh, goal uh, from free, uh, kick. free kick from uh, Bio, Ooh. and was, that uh, Gustavo Bo, yeah, Gustavo yeah, Bo. Bo. Let me tell you guys, that free kick was fantastic. It was but, flawless, but yeah. DSC got a hand on it. Yeah. You got a hand. I know. I, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> it, impressive to even do that because, yeah, that very impressive. A very impressive. I, I don't know. Seriously, guys, DSC got hands on that ball, and he could have saved that. Yeah, it hit the cross the the post, didn't it? Yeah, hit the post. Yeah. I mean, it just it, maybe had. Oh, like maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. The angle I was just watching. No, yeah, it, it hit the it hit the post on the left side. Yeah, yeah uh, the inside. Yeah, yeah. And maybe had like a half step closer, he might have saved that. But yeah. that that was such a quality shot, and I think Gustavo Bo. I think he missed. Uh, I don't. It might have been in the first half, but that mm-hmm. when I was watching. But he 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 had a couple earlier opportunities that maybe he should have done better with. But that one, he did as well as he could. Yeah, yeah. No, no goalkeeper is stopping that free kick. They're not a single one in the world. And how many goalkeepers are getting their hands on it, though? Yeah, I mean, I think he finds himself in in an exclusive club there. He does, and and I'm telling you, this guy is making a play for moving over to Europe here the next year or two. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. There has to there has to be offers, guys. There has to be offers for sure. I mean, well. Yeah, if I mean, he's if if he's expecting to become the Canadian national starting goalkeeper, at least if if not this World mm-hmm. Cup, then the next World Cup. I was gonna say, then he should be playing in uh, in Europe for sure. I'm surprised he hasn't become that, or at least got an opportunity to, uh, in the run, you know world qualifying run up. I'm surprised he hasn't got that opportunity. But clearly, he's in the running now for MLS goalkeeper of the year. He has been all year, so I yeah. obviously you know, scouts are on them and people are watching. So yep. yeah, it'll be interesting. It's interesting to see how this turns out. Of course, Minnesota, I mean, we hate to see him go, but. So uh, guys, this is, this makes it two one 
And uh, right, uh, show of hands, guys, how many of us thought that uh, we'd come back and tie this game up? Well, I see let, no let, hands. Let the record show yeah. there has been no hands. No hands. No hands. Yeah. Bad, bad pod, but uh, yeah. for bad the visual, pod. definitely yeah. we, there was nobody that kind of even faked their hand going out. But, yeah, because yeah, you're not yeah. feeling good just how we talked about the start of the first half and the majority of the – sorry, second half. It yeah. just – yeah, that was the nail in the coffin as far as I was concerned. And yeah, and unfortunate. It, it, the substitutions, I mean, for God's sake, we substitutions in Adrian Heath have been like a broken record. This season, he's actually making them, but now this season they suck. I yeah. mean, yeah. I have no understanding why he took Lud out of this match. I mean, yeah. it looked it was possibly I now I forget. I think he was in the attack, he was the best passer. Mm-hmm. I believe he was the best dribbler too. Um, the I, I wrote this down. We had so Ray had the most passes, eleven to Lud, and Lud had seven passes to Ray back to Ray, and then seven to Amaria. Like everything was going through his side. Why you would take him out when he wasn't screwing up? Is is beyond me. I mean, and I'm sorry, but Bongi is not good. I don't well, care what he says. He is not good. He does not belong in our squad. He needs to be on M in, M in UFC two, because every time he comes in, he has a little flash, and the rest of it's just kind of bleh. And that's exactly what happened last night. It was just bleh, and it it made no sense. That substitution made absolutely no sense. Well, uh, I think maybe Adrian Heath got a call from South Africa saying to get Bongi in, but. I will say this. Now you're uh, going to have a, a crowd of South Africans rioting on your front lawn, David, because you know yeah. that yeah. you know right. how they, how much they compare him to Lionel Messi. And then, and again, and David, at, to your point, maybe Robin Lud's taken off because he was on international duty. I, but, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. But somebody on Twitter pointed this out that when Lud was coming off the camera picked him up saying fuck me that's bullshit he was mm-hmm. like he didn't understand why he was coming off either and it i mean it, maybe if you want to pull pull him and bring on bring on unu but even still it doesn't make any sense because unu would be alongside but right. i mean it's it was such a bizarre bizarre substitution i it yeah. didn't make and then on oh. top of that, you sub uh, Anu in for Fragapane as well. Yeah, right. We, and you know what? Franco's passing was actually really good last night, aside from oh. which is what the way it usually goes. We um, heard us. I, I just, you know. But yeah. uh, before the before the next two substitutions, guys, it was uh, here comes the yellow cards. Yes. Yellow card Debasi, yellow card Maria, yellow card. Camille Lawrence. I mean, it was just like, okay, we're just going to empty our pockets here with yellow cards because it's the end of the game. We're not going to score a goal, so let's just fall, guys, and do shit. Um, but you know, and actually, Tony, to that point, maybe Heath oddly thought Lud may get a second yellow. I don't know. That's I thought. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. That's when we possible. That. Yeah, that's yeah. But again, guys, it's it's a broken record. We can't score goals, and you're down by one uh, on the road 
it doesn't matter what substitutions you're making. Uh, we're not going to score. And they had, I, there was, was there a chance? I don't see a chance here. Uh, after the 70th minute, I don't see a chance. Not a good chance. I mean, there might've been a no. shot, but it wasn't great. Yeah. It, it is, it. it is, it's, it's super frustrating. And I mean, I, I'm more frustrated, I think about the second half, uh, but it's easy, easy to get frustrated about the first half. Now, the way I, you know, if I was going to talk about this game and we are, I mean, I was happy about the first half and like, we talked about all the near chances and the off the posts and the near misses, but man, that just, I hate the term, but well, I won't even say it, but we we're seeing it way too often. It's like, eventually you're going to have to, you know, score more than one goal a game. I mean, you just need to, to win. We know that. And as good as Dane has been, it's not going to cut it, you know, no matter who you're playing in most games, but that's uh... no one player is going to bail you out of a game, even a goalkeeper. I mean, as good as Dane is, he can't cover everything. Right. So, so it's, uh, I mean, Something something has to step up, whether it's uh, that strategy or gameplay. Uh, oh, and to, and to your point uh, about chances, it, on the highlight reel, it literally goes straight from Gustavo Bo's goal to the 90-plus fifth minute where he blows the final whistle. So there were literally no chances well, from let, that. Let, that. I, yeah, let, let's hope they can build off the first half because clearly we saw significantly better movement and passing in the final third and, and you know in the, the attacking portion of the field. And... It unfortunately disappeared in the second half, but maybe it's something they can build on and get better well, at. Well, you know, here's a yeah, question, I... guys. Um, like, when uh, you lose a lead like this, you're up one nothing, and then you're then you're not, now you're down two one. They've come from behind. Uh, they seemed to lose all hope after the after the second goal. Mm, is yeah, that maybe. a is that a problem well, with the team or is it is it a problem with the coach or is it a I'm gonna say with... well, I don't know I I don't know if I can agree with that 100 they did to be fair Connor they absolutely did it, at least it appeared that they did in this yeah they didn't seem to match. have any more motivation no that, but I, that's I don't what know I saw. yeah I don't know if if I categorize that as how this team looks in general after losing a lead which they've done they've done multiple times this year I don't know if I'd say they give up and, but it's just the, the problem is it's the broken record of just not being able to finish, not being able to score in that final third. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it comes back to, they just can't to begin with. So why would you think they'd be able to come back? I mean, I just, uh, well, it's, it's frustrating. I, yeah, I, that's yeah. all it is. That's true. Uh, before we get on this match, guys, let's talk briefly about the boxy trap situation. Uh, David on Twitter, I think you talked about what well, was uh, was it Bruce Bruce McGuire? Uh, no, it was uh, Brian Karstad, uh, originally of Inside Minnesota Soccer. He was okay. the one that said initially said that um, we have to have a conversation about boxel being poor and replacing him soon and then he followed he replied to his own tweet about also having a serious conversation about will trap um and then yeah i responded to well i think i responded to the box hole tweet um Uh, just on it quite a bit this season interesting about box like gosh he, I, we all love Boxel. There's that I don't, I don't, I'd be surprised if any of you disagreed with that statement, but um, yeah, yeah he, he's had his 
poor moment, more poor moments this year than we've seen in the past. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. He didn't, he didn't even start for New Zealand in their world cup qualifying match against Costa Rica. I was really surprised by that. Um, and then uh, another MN UFC two um, tie-in is, you know, on Nabi Kimiguchi was on the bench for this one too. He is an intriguing player. And I mean, if we're talking about people that might surpass him as a season progressive that, and I don't know if he's going to be, you know, depending on where he fits in, but Nabi, he could, he, he's an imposing presence and assuming he plays central defense, I believe he does. I, did we see him on the right though? Tony, I can't remember now, but might, anyways, yeah. I think I thought against, in, against union Omaha, I thought we saw him in center back. Yeah. And I, yeah. but I, I, yeah, I just, I think I'm confused because I think he, I think when he was coming up as a prospect, a prospect when we drafted him, I think he had the ability to maybe play either centrally or, or on the fullback position, but maybe that's why I'm getting confused. But well, yeah, I, I think he even has the ability or was marketed to have the ability to play um, a defensive mid. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe that was it. But anyways, I, there is, I mean, let's not, it's not like he's, it's not like Boxel's playing because he has to play. I think there's options that this mm-hmm. team has. Of course, Boxel, I mean, he's he's been a captain for this team and he's been a stalwart for what five years now, four years, five years. But it's yeah. it's you just hate to see it, the decline in his play, but it's been there more so. That's why we love Boxel, is he's been a true professional over the years that he's been with this club. He's always been that one, regardless of how the game's going, he's always been that one, usually been that one player on the pitch that's been the utmost professional. He's bailing out this club. Time after time after time, at least in previous years, you know, he's been that one guy that you trust to have as your line of last resort, but we just, it, the quality has not been there for a good part of this year. And I kind of wonder, I mean, this is a bit of a reach maybe, but I, I kind of wonder if it has anything to do with the fact that he's lost the captaincy to Will Trap. I mean, honestly, mm. you know, basically our captain for three and a half years. Could uh, be. And he's and, been the veteran leader in the back too. Yeah, so and now when Trap comes in, and all of a sudden he yeah. loses the armband. And it, I mean, it this season again, he's had more mistakes. Um, he seems a little bit more frustrated too. He's more. He's uh, we saw it last night um, getting into shoving matches with Josie. Uh, you know, I think he came into that one non-foul, or I can't think of who it was got kicked by the ball in the face oh yeah now yeah. a couple people he just seems like there's an edge to him and to me that kind of makes me feel like it's a more mental thing like he's he's frustrated he's upset that maybe things are shifting away from him maybe there's i mean maybe there's even dust up in the in the locker room a bit for why <laughs> trap gets this favoritism all of a sudden but i mean i don't i'm not making an excuse but at the same time that happens. I mean, when you get when you get shoved to the side suddenly, you know that can impact how you how you come out and play. He is he is thirty three, guys. I mean, yep. which isn't that old, but you know, it some, is some getting up there. But some guys, you know, some guys when they hit you know thirty two, thirty three in sports start to decline. Yeah, I mean that that is that does happen. There's yeah, not twenty two. What was that? It happened to me at 22. Well, yeah, well, it happened to me like, <laughs> yeah, a lot earlier than that. But um, I mean, this is the way that sports works. Everybody's different. Uh, we saw guys like, I mean, Ike Opara was still good at what, how old was he when he was still he good was for us? 
he was 30, I think. Was he 30, 31, 32? Yeah. Um, yeah, but so, if he had not had his yeah. head crazy, I mean, yeah. he would have gone forever, I think. It's, I mean, the way he looked anyway. Well, yeah. some some guys, I mean, look at Tom Brady in football. I brought his name up earlier. I mean, guys over 40, still playing lights out for Tampa Bay. Cristiano I mean, Ronaldo is still playing. Exactly right. So it could be uh, – he could be just on decline. It could be that. <laughs> yeah. He might, it might be because when you, those two names that you guys brought up, Cristiano Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, and uh, Tom Brady, they're uh, they're kind of like unicorns. The, you don't see many players that age, especially in soccer when you're pushing forty, and and in the NFL when you're forty five. So, well, I'll bring up might... a, I'll bring up a crazy name for you, Dave Tommy John, the uh, mm. guy who made up the Tommy John surgery. I think he pitched until he was like forty. I'm pretty yeah. sure Nolan Ryan pitched until mm. he was like forty two. Uh, oh, I have. I have I mean, that. Uh, Lothar Mateus from the German national team. Uh, he played yeah. until he was 44, and he played yeah. internationally too. Yeah. I mean, some guys can do that. Some guys can't. Boxing might be one of those guys who can't. So we'll see how I mean, it plays he's out. Big too, like you know, he's not a small guy. Like, yeah, not that Ronaldo, for instance, is small, but he's still smaller, right? He's a forward. He's trimmer, right? Yeah. 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 He's just a bigger frame. He's got a lot more. Yeah. He's stockier, isn't he? Uh, yeah. yeah. That, that could play into it. So well, it makes sense, too, because, uh, you know, Boxy and, and uh, Insight kind of work together now. So, yeah. Insight Brewing. That's right. That's yeah. right. They get their own hydration break on. I did. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. So the Boxy thing is, we'll see how it goes the rest of the season. Uh, it's not looking good. Uh, Will Trap is another story that we've talked about in this podcast numerous times. Um, Will Trap is just not, I don't, he doesn't work, doesn't work with this team. Um, he has been a non factor for yeah. at least a few games now. Yeah. Uh, last year he was great. He came in, he stepped in, and he occupied a lot of space. I remember picking him for a few of my uh, player of the player of the match matches a few times, but this year. He's just been nothing, uh, just kind of not, not really yeah. contributing. And it, what's crazy is he hides behind good stats. Like he's one of those players that has good stats, but if you look at the context of those stats, you start seeing the whole picture. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, passing wise, he's usually pretty high passing. Duels, he wins quite a few duels. He have a lot. He'll have a lot of inter, or a good number of interceptions. You know all that kind of stuff. But when it matters, that's when he fucks up. Um, right. And and so you kind of get the. There are a lot of players that'll do that. They'll hide behind these good sets. Like for instance, Franco, his stats look fantastic, but when it matters, he usually makes the bad pass. You know, I mean, it's like that's the kind of thing with with Will Trap. He ends up doing makes stupid mistakes. Mm-hmm. that cost the yeah. team um but he yeah. hides behind these you know somebody will say well yeah but he passed 83 percent yeah well 80 you know 90 percent of those passes were sideways and backwards you know i'm you know so those are the types of things that um are really frustrating about will about will trap because yeah he's been kind of a non-factor all season as connor said but statistically he looks good so it, he stays in favor or yeah something yeah 
Uh, again, we won't get into too much about these two guys today. We already have. Um, but speaking of Will Trapp, he's going back to his former team next weekend. So, in Miami, that's right. In Miami, he did play there for a year. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, and I'm sure next weekend we're at uh, Louder Ale Brewing Company that we'll have a lot more to say about this team because we'll all be uh, probably hungover and drinking more beer. So it could make it for an interesting podcast. Uh, yeah. One one you haven't heard for a while, to tell you the truth. Uh, <laughs> we're going to ride here, aren't we? So we're not even going to be like driving or anything. No, we're not. Say, we don't have any, we don't uh, have any cars down there. Right. Well, we, we, have, we have, I think we, I think we could practically walk to the brewery. Yeah. That's, that's, that, it's, yeah, it's not Lauderdale, that far. Lauderdale yeah. is not. Yeah, this podcast could be rough. <laughs> yeah. It is what? This podcast could be really rough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could be we're a just really... gonna bring all the equipment with us, and then when we're done and we've had a few drinks, what are we gonna do with the equipment on the way back? You wonder. Well, I hope we bring it back. Well, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> it is. This is David's computer and a bunch of microphones. So yeah, if those microphones could talk, though, mm-hmm. I just wonder what they would say. A lot. Yeah. Um, guys, let's take a little break. When we come back from the break. Uh, let's get our predictions quickly about uh, next week's game against Miami, that which we'll all be at. Um, let's talk, uh, Connor. You got some history. Yep, you got some history. And then uh, one, one quick funny story, guys. I was going to hold this funny story for Florida, but I cannot do that because I just got to use it today. So we'll, <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk about it today. But uh, we're back in uh, just one minute. I'm gonna look up the weather. And we're back. Uh, took a little time to talk about our trip. Uh, working out the details. It's going to be crazy, guys. It's going to be nuts. We got all of our microphones. We got David's old setup from back in the day. And we used to do shit at the breweries. It's going to be fantastic. We have a huge crowd at Louder Ale. Probably not. Although, they do, I told you guys this. They do have uh, yoga going from 10 to 11. So maybe we get some of the yoga people to stay for the podcast. Yeah. I mean, could. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say this on the uh, the uh, podcast right now. If uh, whoever is the extra person going to the game, if you say you listen to our podcast, I will buy you a free beer or get you a beer at the game. That's it. Any Loons fans going to Lauder Ale, I'll buy your first round. There oh. it is, right there. Wait, are we considered so. in that deal? Wait, huh? yeah, I was gonna say, are we are we included? Uh, no, fans? no. And we're going to the game and to the brewery. So, yeah. well, guess what, boys? Guess what? You guys are gonna get beers all week and and week or whatever. I'm sure there'll be beers passed around all over the place. You get something for free or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Um. Let's go around the horn, guys. Let's talk about the Inner Miami game coming up next uh, Saturday. Uh, let's see what our uh, predictions are. Uh, David, I'll start with you. Give me a score. Uh, we're going to lose 2-1. Jesus Christ. We're going to be there, David. You can't lose them. We're there. 
I almost said three one, so <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna go if we're gonna lose. I mean that's your problem. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Dave, how about you? Score? Well, Tony, you know, call me a homer, call me, you know, whatever you're, you want. You're but, a homer. Yeah, I am. Actually, by definition, I am absolutely mm-hmm. a homer. But yes, I am going to predict a three one victory. For Ooh. Minnesota United FC, that I'm not even going to be vanilla. I, you know, I was tempted to go vanilla and go two one victory, but no, I'm going three one. I think we're going to convert a couple of those chances that we should have converted against New England and every other team. It seems like we played this year and win dis- decisively on the road. And Miami, you know, it's funny. I looked at the standings and like Miami is literally literally has the same record as Minnesota at this point in the year. So, you know, it ain't going to, it's not going to be walking in the park. And then we've, we've said it over and over, no game on the road is a walk in the park, and, you know, especially when you potentially dealing with some Miami uh, heat, Fort Lauderdale up in Fort Lauderdale. So we'll see what happens, but that's, I am optimistic and I think they're going to come through Miami for heats us. Miami heats the basketball team. Dave. Well, I, I was speaking literal terms saying the heat, the temperature of Miami, right. just so you said. know, just so you know, yeah. it's the basketball yeah. team. And possible forms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll go next. Um, I they're gonna they're gonna play Baby Shark for the Loons. I'm just kidding. They're not gonna do that. Um, <laughs> I think this will be a Loons victory, and it's gonna be uh, one to nil. One nil oh, victory. Okay. Mm. Mm. Nail bite. Game all around. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think the first goal will come in the first 15 minutes, and then we will spend the next. Uh, what 65 75. 75 minutes complaining the, about the fact that we don't score any goals so I, <laughs> it's gonna happen and i also want to say to our listeners who aren't going please watch us on the cw because i have a feeling that we will be on there a couple <laughs> times at least once if not twice right it'll just be a, interesting to see if we're just, just a, like completely alone in the one yeah. section I think this is four of us like, hey, there's the Loons fans at the game. There's the four of us going, hey. Because I wonder if they blocked out, say, you know, half of one section for the away travel and they sold six tickets, five will Mm -hmm. be there. Mm -hmm. And I just, it's section 122. I haven't had a chance to look at where that is exactly. I don't know, but I'll obviously, I should have done that before. I just didn't have time before we jumped on, but. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that works out because I don't know if maybe th- that being said, there might not be a much of a reason to zoom in on five weirdos up in the section. Oh, they, I'm trust me, they will at least once. They will. Okay, because we'll, we'll be there. Row thirty-four. It's probably like so. The- I, I bet we're I bet we're in the corner, kind of you know, on yeah. one of the sidelines on the upper upper half of one of the end sections would be my guess. That's what the loons do with their their away sections is they're always in other mm-hmm, like one of the mm-hmm. corners and yep. I would expect no less. Yeah. 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 We'll be out. All right, Connor. Final one. I'm going to predict a I'm gonna predict a I'm gonna go with uh, that um that vanilla prediction and say a two one win for the loons. Oh, there we go. Um only because uh, Inter Miami again, uh, like you say, um, Dave, Inter Miami and Minnesota have the exact same record, but Inter is down a man because of a uh, suspension mm. going into this mm. game. Did uh, not know that. Jean, Jean, uh, he's Brazilian, so I don't know if it's Jean or Jean or uh, John Mata, um, mm. the, their defensive midfielder, got red carded against Atlanta United last week. Mm. Um, so. 
they'll be down one of their starters. And I did check other lineups. He is a regular starter. Mm-hmm. Um, Inter-Miami has beaten Portland, but they've also beaten they, – they lost to Atlanta United. They've also beaten the New York Red Bulls. And so mm-hmm. they're all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm going to count on the fact that they'll be down a man and I'm hoping we can capitalize on the fact that their defense won't be up to their first squad. Yeah. All right. Well, and not that, yeah. not, not, I just want to throw something in that I just jumped on the website this evening, actually, uh, just before you recorded, not that this is going to have any effect uh, of our match whatsoever, but as far as inter Miami news is concerned, apparently they're having talks with uh, Germany and PSV Eindhoven, about uh, Mario Goza possibly bringing him over. Okay. The, you know, of course, the uh, World Cup winner, uh, was it 2018? 2014. 2014, sorry. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Of course, France won in 2018. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's interesting. Big yeah. names. They, they uh, love their big names down there. So And actually, I can shoot that rumor down. Oh, darn. Oh. Because uh, Johnny – messaged me today and said that he is signing with Frankfurt. Mm. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's excited. Johnny, Johnny would know. Johnny yeah. would know. Yeah. Make German friend. So, all right, boys. Uh, I could be completely wrong, but that's what he tells me. Well, he's got relatives though. That's true. You know, they know things over there. Uh, all right. So, uh, Connor, you got some, uh, History for us today? I, I do, but before we go into that, um, I, uh, I want to mention that uh, the MLS signed a new broadcasting deal for starting. Oh, that's right. Year, yeah, we should talk about uh, that. With Apple TV. That's right. So, yes. and I, I don't think there will be any more blackouts as a result. So, so we won't be able to, so, so ESPN won't be able to blackout any Loons games for us up right. here in the Twin Cities. And, um, but yeah, all MLS games starting in 2023 will be broadcast on Apple TV. Which is, will be, there's a little difference. So from my reading is that there will be, um, no, we didn't say, no. We didn't we say did, Chase it, Gasper. No, we it. didn't say Will Trap either. Didn't say that. I said Apple TV? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so there'll be a little difference. So there will be uh, kind of their spotlight games will be on Apple TV for people who already get Apple TV. Um, so like myself, or is it Apple TV, there'll be spotlight games. If you want to get every MLS game, including your local games, you'll have to pay an extra fee, kind of like, uh, yeah. what is it, uh, the Sunday ticket for NFL or whatever it is. Yeah, hope, hopefully it won't be that spendy, but oh, yeah, I don't the think in- so. Yeah, and the, so, inter- yeah. the the interesting thing about this is that yeah they'll I, and and Apple TV is currently doing this with and I haven't watched it because I've watched the Twins pretty much exclusively but Apple TV is already doing this now with Major League Baseball they have yes. I think fr- Friday Night Baseball on Apple TV where right. they showcase I believe one game maybe a couple but the interesting thing about this deal there's a few things like first of all the 250 million a year over 10 years for two and a half billion that's uh, that's a minimum. Yes. So if they find that you they have a large number of subscribers that pay the extra money to and it essentially if you're not a season ticket holder and you want to watch the Minnesota United, you're you know, you're going to be paying the subscription service. So if it turns out that they get a lot of subscribers, the 250 million is a minimum. So based on the number of subscribers that they end up getting additionally, uh, that deal, this deal could actually end up getting bigger. 
than what it is. That, that that's just the that's the low that's the floor of this deal. So I, I look at it though. I I mean I don't want. I think it's good and bad. I mean, first of all, it's good. You know, they strike up a deal worth two and a half. You know, two and a half billion over ten years. That's significantly larger than what they've had in the past. So that's a good thing. On the flip side, though, um, it's it's a streaming service. So you're going to, by default, you're going to have less viewership, I think, than you have, you know, even on cable TV. Um, yeah, say what you want about cable TV, but it's a much, much bigger system. Now, this is all going to change over the next 10 years. I realize that maybe 10 years from now, nobody has cable TV and everybody has streaming services, but that's not the case right now. So short term, it almost looks like a money grab, you know, as for, you're, you're favoring money short-term gain over long-term growth because you know you want to grow the mls and and you're going to be losing viewers next year i mean that just has to be a fact right espn and espn i think i read somewhere and i i really i got this great email from uh huddle up from i think joe papiano he's a big sports business personality and uh he makes the point of like ESPN right now is only averaging like 300,000 viewers per game on their like ESPN broadcast, which is not a huge number compared to the rest, rest of sports. And so I don't know if you're sacrificing growth over money right now is what I'm concerned about. Well, they need the money. Yeah. You yeah. They certainly do. But, money, so yeah. yeah. Which again, and another thing that'll change, uh, will be the fact that there'll be no local broadcast teams. So Cal, That's- Cal and Kendra are pretty much out uh, for doing Loons games. They could get picked up by Apple TV and be part of their broadcast stable uh, doing multiple games. Uh, but there will be it'll kind of be like the NFL has. There'll be a rotating cast of characters going to different games and seeing teams, which I, I, I guess is okay. I, then you won't have as much uh, homerism as you call yeah. it. I think uh, you feel. Games? I think with with Cal and Kendra especially, like you feel a little bit of their connection to Minnesota when they're calling yeah. the games. So yeah. It, yeah, that's the uh, that's the thing you're going to miss out on if you do have the rotating schedule. So I I, mean, I personally hope that they're they assign uh, they'll pick up people that are assigned to certain teams. They will. I don't think it'll work out that way though. I think it'll be more like the NFL. Say you know yeah. the NFL has NFL on Fox. Say. You know, we don't have a specific team that broadcasts, you know, the Minnesota Vikings or your guys' Green Bay Packers. Uh, it, this, it, the deal is interesting, though. Like, um, there, I don't think we're, we're going to know how this shakes out for another couple of years. And like I said, there, there is potential TV broadcasting as we know it is, is already changing. And so it might continue to change that way. But like the $250 million, like I said, could already – that's a floor. It could be much higher depending on the subscription services. But – it does mean that Tony, like we're lo- you're losing your Bally Sports North broadcast. You know yeah. that is estimated by Forbes to bring in about eighty million dollars annually per the entire league. So yeah. it's estimated that roughly two to three million is made by MNUFC just from Bally Sports North deal. Well, that is going yeah. away. Yes, it's going to be re- replaced by this, you know, Apple TV deal. But it's not. There is some. There's a little more details that go into this. So. And we won't know we won't know the whole no thing until no. later on. Yeah, you know, and the thing is, is Apple TV could bring in all sorts of 
Mm-hmm. Um, advertising opportunities. Good. Yeah. Oh, Definitely. and it, yeah. And as far as, yeah, and sorry guys, it's, but I've really been interested in this and I've, I've looked into the deal. And then one other thing, if you're looking at it from a straight profit and losses and, you know, bottom line is the other fact is that now MLS, you know, is it's not Bally sports North that's paying for the production costs of each game. It's going to be, you know, MLS is responsible for producing all these games yeah. And that is estimated again by Forbes to be in the ballpark of forty to fifty thousand dollars per game. So yeah. that for that forty to fifty thousand dollars per game takes down the bottom line just a little bit. So, yeah. which it is, is it's, I, I question all of that data because, and, and, and if you really think about it, I I don't see how that's a very positive deal for Major League Soccer. What I, is? I what wonder it, that's not quite right. But it, it is. And I don't know. I'm just taking this. I mean, that that was both those numbers that I threw out there. The 80 million overall that's brought in currently this, you know, as of this year from local broadcasts and then the production costs. Those 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 numbers came from Forbes, like, and their estimates. I don't know that teams are publishing this information. Well, the other thing too is uh, teams will be responsible for producing their own pregame, halftime, and postgame shows. So there will have a broadcast team from MLS on the broadcast, but a place, a team like the loons can have their own pregame show, halftime show and postgame show. What? So that brings in potentially some advertisers, uh, local advertisers brings a whole new set of uh, people in to do those things. Uh, So yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. And yeah, just uh, just wrap it up. A couple other things. This there to be in addition. There will be. I shouldn't say there will be, but the plan is to be a. Uh, uh, I guess you'd call it linear TV. That you will still see select MLS games on ESPN or Fox, FS1. You know, a handful of games. You know, weekly games, the weekend games. You're still going to see. They're still working out that deal, so there's still more money to come in from there. Um, the, this, this has to be about growth because one last thing that I thought, thought was really interesting in the last few years, uh, you know, when Minnesota United came in the league, do you guys remember off the top of your head, what the, um, what the expansion fee was? It was, that wasn't that much. Well, yeah, it it wasn't that much, but it's been growing significantly. It's been growing significantly. Like 350. Yeah. yeah. So here I'm just looking at it right now. So um, Cincinnati and Nashville paid 150 million each. St. Louis and Sacramento paid 200, and Charlotte paid her MLS record 350 million dollars in expansion fees. So that's huge. That's huge for the growth of the league. But the one thing that does kind of make you raise your eyebrows a little bit is because of those expansion fees, the average value or the value of an MLS club has skyrocketed because of in part of those expansion fees that gets paid throughout the league. But the problem is uh, the rev, the average revenue of an MLS club as of this year is like 45 million. Whereas the, the value of the club is roughly five and a half million. So that's a value to revenue multiple of like 12.2%, which is way higher than any of the major uh, sports franchises. So the concern is, Okay, yes, that's great right now, but we're, what were we at? Thirty. We're we're getting close to thirty teams, so that expansion revenue is going to dry up here shortly. Yep. So that's the, so you right. need to need more money from broadcasting. So I guess 
they had to make a big time deal like this two two and a half billion dollar deal and uh, like that. And the question is, I think the fact is, I well, it's not a fact because I don't know, but I think most likely they couldn't get a deal like this from ESPN from no. Fox. No, they had to go to Apple TV to get a huge deal, mega deal, ten years like this. And and in four years, the World Cup's going to be here, so mm-hmm. this all rolls into that. So that should be a huge boost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we'll see how it goes next year, of course. Yep. All right. Cool. Well, uh, Connor, you got some history for us? Yeah, I've got a few histories for you. Um, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, today is uh, June 20th, 2022. We're going to go back a week to June 13th. Uh, it's been a while since I've, since we've had a podcast, so i got to see where we're at here. Um, okay, June 13th. June 13th, 1984. The Strikers win a friendly uh at home against the glasgow rangers there you go too. they beat rangers how about little, that little international flair there nice. yeah well the, the one of the scottish giants up there mm-hmm. okay uh oh speaking of which um just speaking of uh of miami june 16th 2007 the thunder drew 1-1 against the miami fc blues Blues, huh? Yep, Miami oh, FC Blues. All right, then let's do one more. Um, no, let's do two more. Um, we're gonna do, and we're gonna do. Okay, we're gonna do 1976 when the Kicks lost five two at the Boston Minutemen. That works. That one works. Yeah, I like works. that one. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. And. We're going to go with, um, okay, we're going to go with 1979. The Kicks win 3-2 against the New York Cosmos. Um, Then that's uh, June 20th, June 20th, 1979. Nice. The Cosmos, yes. Yeah. Always good to get a win against the Cosmos. Of course. Uh, Well, thanks, Connor. Guys, before we get out of here, one funny story to talk about. And you guys know what funny story I'm going to talk about because I was going to save it from for Florida, but I decided not to because it's just it's too it's too good to hold on to. Um, guys, Geico may have to pay uh, five point two million dollars to a woman who got an STD. I said I did. He said STD. I said Henry STD. Running Henry. for the hills. Yeah, you probably should, Henry. Yeah, you live in Robbinsdale. There's probably a lot of that going around with the dogs there. Yeah. Uh, He's got an STD in, it, in, in an insured car. Now, uh, I think a lot of people have seen this. The Missouri Court of Appeals is siding with a woman who won a $5.2 million award against Geico in a case that centers on a unique auto injury claim. woman says she contracted a sexually transmitted disease in a Hyundai sedan whose owner was insured by Geico. woman identifying court papers as MO has a man identified as MB infected her with uh, HPV when they had unprotected sex in his 2014 Hyundai Genesis, which is a nice looking car, by the way, guys, I can see why she'd want to do it. I mean, it is, it is, you know, when you, when you think of Hyundai, you don't think luxury vehicles, but my, uh, my boss's Mm -hmm. boss actually owned one a while ago now. And yeah, it, Mm it from a short distance, it looks like, you know, a Mercedes, you know, beam or whatever you want, but it looks good. She uh, says the man was negligent and didn't tell her about his health diagnosis 
despite having a throat cancer tumor that was concerned to be positive, confirmed to be positive for HPV. Uh, Geico had told the woman its auto insurance coverage didn't apply because the damage claim did not arise out of the normal use of the vehicle. Well, that normal use of the vehicle is driving, not having sex right. in the backseat. I mean, that's just the way it works. Uh, sexual encounter took place in late 2017. Because the car was covered by Geico at the time, and Mel says the company is obligated to com- compensate her for contracting HPV from its owner of the vehicle, citing medical expenses and her pain and suffering. The two signed an arbitration agreement in March of 2021, agreeing to settle their dispute. Roughly two months later, an arbitrator awarded MO $5.2 million, saying the sum would fairly and justly compensate her. Uh, it's a lot of insurance shit going on. I guess I read more into this, and there is a loophole that Geico could have said something or done something that would have made us all go away, but they didn't, or something of that nature. So but Geico f- was supposed to know that they had HP that guy had HPV? No, it was like a thing saying they could have, I don't know, they could have gotten a, a lawyer in, involved and Geico did not get a lawyer involved in this. This is the problem. Lawyer, I think Geico could have sent a lawyer to the judge and said, judge, this should be thrown out for this, this, and this. Judge would have thrown it out, but they didn't do that. So... Which I'm not surprised because Geico's like, how far could this possibly get? I mean, our our person and this woman had sex in the back of our car that's insured by us. That why are we responsible for her contracting HPV? I, I wonder why the suit would have been against Geico in the first place and not against the the guy. Well, that's, um, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. But remember, we had the story. Didn't we have a story a couple of weeks ago? where it was the uh, Jeep dealership where the guy was killed. Uh, oh, the, what, yeah. Yeah. Remember, they couldn't, go after, they couldn't go after the dealership. They went after the owner instead. Remember that? Yeah. That was the whole thing. With, that was a loophole with that. Uh, Geico says the car's owner claims for coverage should be dismissed because they're barred by a number of legal doctrines, including fraud, collusion, illegal, 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 Illegality. Illegality. Thank you. Yeah. Latches and unclean hands. I don't know what that means. Uh, but MO says Geico acted in bad faith by refusing to defend the man. See, this is the deal. Geico did not defend the guy. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, even though he had multiple requests. Uh, yeah. So, my thought is well, this that guy changes everything, man. Yeah. yeah. So, guys, next time you do an insurance, go get new insurance. There's probably going to be something on there, a writer on there that says, if you have sex in this car, we are not responsible if somebody gets uh, pregnant or gets an STD. Was, is this, what state was this? Is this in Florida? Missouri. 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 Okay. Um, you know, Geico didn't defend him because of the unclean hands. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be- he knew he was personally he was negligent yeah in that you know the unclean hands is kind of like he knew he should have done what you know not done what he did and therefore they weren't going to um, defend yeah. him yeah um, but you know honestly i agree with the ruling 100 yeah. percent. and it's stupid but i agree with it I mean, if if it happens in a car and it's negligence on the driver 
then that should be covered by insurance. My but that's the point of insurance. But here's the thing: it's a, it's a loop. This is the first time this has happened, I'm sure. It, and and well, was, it, it, I guess it's a loophole. Like I mean, the, yeah, it, it what they weren't driving. The car didn't cause the damage. You know, it it it's a weird one. Yeah, yeah what what's to stop a woman or or a guy? Oh, well, 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 what's the difference? I mean, it should, if you're, does your homeowners cover you in the case that you give somebody a STD? I mean, I don't think I'm it the does. state of Missouri. Yeah. I wonder. I, I wonder. Might. I mean, think I about mean, this. Are we going to, are we going to have another case pop up where a woman gets pregnant in the backseat of somebody's, uh, you know, gremlin or Pinto? And then, impregnated uh, me. and then it's Geico's fault that she got pregnant and he, they're responsible for this kid's yeah. upbringing. I Where mean, is Jerry Springer when you need him? Jeez. There's there's going to be things that come out of this, guys. There's going to be new riders on these contracts when you sign for insurance. They're going to say, specifically, we are not responsible for you giving somebody an STD in the backseat of your car. I'm telling you, know, you it's going to happen. What else that could happen is insurers could stop doing insurance in Missouri. Well, that could happen, Just, too. Yeah. Ruling may be mm-hmm. pro- is probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is arbitration, right? Um, is probably specific only to Missouri. So yeah. you could see insurance companies back out of Missouri. Yeah. Good. Much larger problem. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know one insurance company they want the general because they had a Sha- Shaquille O'Neal, those commercials, the generals everywhere. It's just, you know, get that. Yeah. I think they've had some big names other than Shaquille. Uh, Shaquille's like popular on it. Shaquille's the one I see on there. All the time, yeah. But so, guys, uh, just so you know, well, we the three of us don't three of us don't have to worry about this. Uh, Dave really doesn't anymore, so we're we're all good. Then we don't have to worry about this happening to us. But seriously, clear that up. Just another crazy shit going on with insurance companies, you know? Yeah. Loopholes. It's another hot coffee incident. Yeah. Guys, remember the McDonald's the hot coffee. Yeah, of course. Which yeah, I, I do not love that one. That's for sure. Start started the started the whole thing. Started the whole thing. Yeah, that's the country we live in right now. So. so, see, that would have been my argument. I would have been Geico send your attorney and mm-hmm. uh, argue uh, how stupid are you for not having? I mean, for having unprotected sex. I mean, yeah. I mean, the seatbelts yeah. are right there. Like, right, they are. Yeah, that's right. They have airbags. They have airbags too. I mean, yeah, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, those Genesis got, got <laughs> good crash, good crash ratings. So I mean, they got all the equipment. Yeah. It's not that. Um, oh, until they bring in a dummy in there, yeah, that'll spice things up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, guys, before we get out of here, anything you want to say? Uh, we're going to Miami this week, so. Dude, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Um, And uh, while I'm down there, my wife's bringing my son up to the to the cabin to spend time with my mother-in-law and my my stepmom as well. Um, My stepmom will be up there, so Austin will be on the water with family while we're down here down in Miami partying hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. it's been too long since we've uh, made a uh, um, MNUFC road trip, and it's uh, long right. overdue, and I can't wait. It's right. my first one. I've never been right. to uh, a Minnesota game away from, from Minnesota. Wow. You're yeah. a virgin, huh? Yeah, sure Fantastic. am. Fantastic. It's a little crazy. Well, 
Got my my cherry popped in Miami, I guess. There you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Was it 2019? Would that have been well, the last? I think it would that have was been. Chicago, yeah. That was Chicago Atlanta. and Atlanta. Chicago and Atlanta for mm-hmm. the uh, U.S. Open Cup final. That was mm-hmm. the last one that we, the three of us has done was the U.S. Open Cup final in Atlanta. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, 2019 was a good year, Tony. Unfortunately, you couldn't make it, but we also went. Well, I guess that wasn't. An, I'm sorry. That was an MU MNUFC trip, but no. we made a lunacy podcast road trip out to Madison, David and I. But yep. that's right. That's right. Yeah, my uh, no, well, 2019 was pretty good. It was good. Pretty good yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll be heading to Miami on uh, Friday, and uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, some of myself, Tony, for uh, Dave, David, and Connor. We'll talk to you guys from Fort Lauderdale. See you then. Go Loons. Oh.